Stutterbox Productions is a backbone for many of the events that you see in the Midwest, from EDM festivals to late night hip hop shows. This company has been working closely with this podcast since the beginning, and we always have plenty of things planned for the future. So if you're looking to plan your next gig or event, head over to their Facebook page to learn more. Let me paint a picture for you. You're an artist, a visionary, or maybe you're just someone who has an idea, but you don't know where to start. Well, here are the McAllister Hours. I have the solution. Gorilla Graphics Design Agency can provide you with top-tier effects and production value. Their team has everything you can ask for, including professional equipment and a stellar end product from top to bottom. Head over to GorillaGraphics.com for all of your design needs today. That's G-U-E-R-R-I-L-L-A-G-R-F-X.com. We're here with yeah. OBS, Mikhail Stars Podcast. Uh, the studio's in a little disarray today because we just got done uh, shooting a music video. Yep. Um, you and I have been working quite a bit on that shit lately. Yeah, um, no, you've seriously. You've really been making some stuff. Uh, I, I really appreciate, like, um, you know, your open-mindedness. And, like, you know, I feel like we've had a really easy time, like, exchanging ideas and, like, mm-hmm. cr- you know, creatively navigating things. Oh, for sure. You know, because I've had times in the past where, like, you have people that are like really hard nosed. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I want. This is how I want to do it. You know, without being able to acknowledge, like, hey, there's someone else here that maybe can, you know, put this idea in. But exactly. like, you've been, I mean, I think, you know, we're also have been friends for years. So I think that's helped. Yeah. But like, you, I, mean, I don't know. It's just been a really good, yeah. easy process with you. So I no, appreciate I agree. that. I agree. And it's just, it's, it's been producing hella dope shit. I think that's just how my mind works, though, as a creative. I'll be telling people, like, like, when it comes to collaboration, I know how to, like, um give ideas but also like stay in my lane too knowing that like i have creative ideas for things like imagery wise but i know that if i work with somebody who also has creative ideas imagery wise i don't i'm not the only brain you know Mm -hmm. but i think like as a creative again you kind of know like it's uh, a creativity and like creatives for the most part like we we have a heavy ego like i have (laughs) ego that's me putting checks sometimes you know so like some of them are very like individual minded where i'm like where they're just like i'm gonna give you this money and you follow my ideas and that's it or you hit the highway and i'm like yo why why not just like collaborate creatively with ideas because it just when when you have more than one brain behind shit it just makes it a lot more cooler i think yeah well it's like film right yeah like when you watch really good film and you watch the credits like there are hundreds of people working on that movie. We fucking went and saw the uh, the Bob's Burgers movie, and just oh, even sure. that alone, like how many animators? Because that's not even live action. You know, that's literally most. Of that's just like with a computer. Yeah, you know, Illustrator, voice mm. recordings, that. But like even the sheer amount of people that are involved on that, fucking insane, man. Like yeah, and and like I think that just speaks true. I, I do think, like, in the future, we're going to be going towards a time where people do things more independently, which I think is good mm-hmm. on a service level. But, you know, I really hope that the the art form of, like, mass collaboration for something like that, or like, yeah. even a music album, you know, yeah. how many people are working on those, you know, top-notch, you know, sometimes you find 30, 40 people behind those albums. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, there's a lot of hands behind it, you know. I think that's how, I mean, honestly, that's kind of like what I built my whole, like, creative career on, honestly, has been collaboration, like, from, like, mm-hmm. the shows that I do, like, the show I just told you about, like, off uh, off podcast, um, that in California, that was a collaborative thing, like, where I reached out to these people who I built a relationship with and was like, hey, like, can I come out to do a show? Yeah, we'll pay you. Boom. Collaboration, you know. But um, I think that's how you get the most eyes on your things, too, like, just collaborating and realizing that... You're not the uh, only one with ideas, you know, and that's okay. 
because if you have more ideas those people who have ideas have people who like their stuff and now they see you and it's like oh who's this character you know yeah exactly. but people don't think like that because again our our egos get in our way oh yeah i can relate to that a lot i you know I, I we talked about this before but i think like ego is a it can be a good thing you know obviously like anything you can use too much of it <clears throat> but you know people people's ego can propel them to like really good things oh you yeah know, you can succeed in life to a certain extent with a good ego mm-hmm. oh know? yeah no, I think it's- not good ego but a um you know big ego yeah no i definitely think there's nuance to it that's why like a lot of like what i kind of read from like spiritual teachers and shit like that when when it's kind of when it's like ram das or insert whoever um when they talk about ego is like a bad thing it's just like yeah i think you're thinking about it way too much i think sometimes like because i admit like i have a have an ego that like kind of propels with what i do because like i think i'm like one of the best spoken word artists i'm like you're gonna hold yourself to that kind of standard you know and it's yeah. not to say that like if there's somebody but it's it's balanced in the way of like where if there's somebody who like who i think is like better than me i'm gonna like yo this is dope like that person's great i'm not gonna like have that imbalance of like oh like i'm insecure and oh shit oh it's better okay cool 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 yeah but i'm not gonna have that ego of like man i'm insecure and because of my insecurity and knowing that like you're better than me that this is to say other i'm gonna treat you like shit like it's just not like that it's just a balance you you're know? not kanye not kanye <laughs> <laughs> definitely not kanye yeah but anyways uh we we are uh so this coming weekend um when this podcast airs we'll be um about to shoot um the second music video that we've done this weekend we yes. just got done shooting uh a track off your upcoming album yep um broken world yeah have we yeah. i don't think we've talked about that in the podcast have we no we haven't yeah so i guess let, let me ask you about that first uh you have this new album coming out we have uh it, so i mean we have a music video dropping next saturday the 13th yeah um you happy yeah happy yep off that album then we have uh two more videos coming up one of them's off a previous track lulizy introvert yep and then the other one's no one off the album um so i mean i kind of understand where your album's coming from but like for those who don't like um you know because you've put out a lot of content um, yeah over the last couple years like Like, yeah 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 (laughs) like what, what what is behind this album and like um you know because i think it has some deeper meaning to you oh yeah hell yeah yeah no it's i mean it, it was written during like a a pretty serious period you know like where i was going through all these things of like uh having like a, a sibling pass away from suicide mm-hmm. to like being in this like super weird ass toxic relationship <laughs> you know and having weird shit happen there to like like being practically like being jobless really and um, having all these like struggles monetarily after getting a fucking degree and thinking like a degree was going to save my fucking pockets and it didn't. Mm. So I had all these things happening just like, man, like, which kind of led me to the whole like kind of realization, I guess, or like thing that I kind of played with in my head of just like, man, like I wish that like I just wasn't, a, I didn't, I wish I was ignorant to shit. Like, <laughs> like with all this shit happening and all this suffering and all this like thinking about shit like i wish that like i was just a person who doesn't think about shit because like life would be pretty joyful would make me happy like hence the uh, track happy you know <laughs> so it came out of the whole wrestling of just like uh having that kind of like sentiment that i was kind of wrestling with but also realizing in that sentiment it's just like yo like would you really be happy though or would you just really just be avoiding life and be miserable <laughs> you know so i think that's what i think that's the big thing that that the uh project kind of wrestles with content wise and not in a preachy way because i don't think i feel like i have a balance in my art where like 
I don't preach to people, but I just kind of say like, yo, this is what I observe. I agree. And I agree. shit's kind of like fucked up or shit can be great. Um, I really do you know. appreciate that. Um, that's something that really turns me off about artists when they're like really preachy about whether it's like the Black Lives Matter stuff or like, you know, about God or whatever. Like it, it, half the time I turn it off because I'm just like, hey, you know, I don't care. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, it, and, it, and again, like with what we were talking about, it, it usually to me it comes from an egotistical place of saying like, yo, I'm perfect. And I got to tell you all about yourselves because you're not perfect for me. I'm like, yo, I'm fucked up. Like. <laughs> I always say this to people because people like, and uh, it's it's a it's a great sentiment that people have like with me, but like people th- like say that like I'm a really authentic, like good hearted person, which I'm like okay, that's that's great, but I'm still fucked up. I still got some, <laughs> <laughs> I still got some shit going on in that. That's that's how I try to be in my heart. It's like yo, like I do see this thing being as fucked up, but I gotta admit that I've done this sometimes too in my life too. <laughs> you know, yeah, I think that's just the best approach for well, me. Yeah, I think people that are successful and, and you know you're you've garnered success obviously i mean it's small success we're all kind of small success oh, but yeah. like i mean i i saw your spotify i think it's doubled since i last checked it yeah. how many people are following it like you, you, it's you know it's getting there um fuck what was my point with that god damn it. i don't know uh, <laughs> i honestly to, to that point i don't know how much followers i have like on a spotify i think you got 50 on spotify oh okay that's kind of dope yeah, yeah i think that's i think it doubled yeah I'm bad with paying attention to numbers. People always like it's. I remember uh, this one battle rap event I had actually. We'll get back to that. Ah, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about that. With yeah. Death Note, who I mentioned, like, I remember during one of my, I think it was like a third round, he's like, You had this many views, and that was really the move. In my head, I'm like, I don't care about views, though. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I was like, that's just, it, it might be my flaw. I just dumb. I'm just like, I just push it out yeah. and all that. But um, it's cool to have like 50 if that's the case, you know. But again, like, it's what I like about that, though, is too, is just like, because I don't really like depend on like, promo and, and stuff like people usually do not saying that i, I want to get into more of it like the 50 people that do listen to my stuff are like authentic people who really rock with me you know yeah yeah because there's people who will listen to you and like will just like maybe just listen just to listen and like go off into the world and stuff like that which is cool but i like people who are going to be like engaged and like stick around for good reasons you know yeah but, so like those little numbers mean a lot you know because it's just like those people are there to stay which is dope Fuck yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can say I personally, like, I genuinely listen to your music, like, on, you know, on the weekly, for sure. I uh, appreciate that. Like, because uh, um, I, I know you've worked with King Supreme. Yeah. Um, yeah and he makes some dope beats. And, like, you know, you have a very keen ear for, like, uh, a combination of beats and lyrics. Yeah. Like, it's very, you know, you can tell your influences, but it's also very, uh, you know, yourself you mix spoken word very well in with it like because um i think you know and i think maybe we've talked about this too but like i i'm also i'm often very critical of spoken world type spoken word type uh, of people because yeah. <laughs> it's like it gets to a point where it's very very cheesy yeah um have you heard of the group nako and medicine for the people no i don't really um i think they suck yeah. <laughs> they're uh, they're like word when um world renowned like uh you know all these people it's it's almost kind of like a reggae type of thing like uh reggae poppy sort of but they're considered spoken word word um but the the main guy has like the most annoying voice like it's so high-pitched and so like out there and my ex-wife like loved the fuck out nako and she would torture me with this shit um so like i've always had like a kind of like a negative connotation towards spoken world so yeah word i keep saying world so it's refreshing to hear you like you know bring some shit to the table for sure yeah no i appreciate that and that's the thing too i always tell people like i kind of struggle even with like now with like what i'm kind of 
working on now after uh, this project uh, that we were just talking about. Um, I have a couple of spoken word projects I'm working on, and like aesthetically, with sound wise and all that, it just kind of like doesn't fit into the category of spoken word. So like I always struggle with calling it spoken word because for me, I'm very critical about spoken word. To me, like spoken word is very predominantly like these progressive white kids <laughs> who like have some shit to say. But white women, let's be specific. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, no, it's 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 that it's just like man, like it, it, it's one of those things where like I always tell people like. I, white women are they're really flamboyantly gay. You like said they what? go, really. White women are they're really flamboyantly gay. Mm-hmm. Like they're going up in fucking uh, high heels. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, seriously though, it's <laughs> so offensive. And it's just like I be telling people, it's just like content-wise, it's not that the content that I don't mess with. It's it's about like how they deliver it and like just a very shallow view on life. You know, it's just like yo, like these are that's what corny artists to me when you talk about shit that like everybody wants to hear, and you do it in the my mother told me that racism was wrong like okay so did the last freaking 1200 <laughs> like, people good for her <laughs> it's just like for me, like it's, it's kind of like this like with button poetry i always tell people like button poetry like as much as i, I appreciate them like i have some of my art in their platform i think button poetry is corny as shit because like you have all these corny ass like white folks who just like talk about shit that's just like yo that's that was even artistic and that was boring as shit so like i try to make my shit because my shit's not influenced by that, and it's more influenced by rap and battle rap, it sounds different, you know. And I'm influenced by comedians, battle rap, and rap. So yeah. I'm not really can I'm not really influenced by poetry or spoken word. Uh, those aesthetics, like kind of like a kind of influence me. So that's why I think it kind of sounds different from like what spoken word is, you know. But I'm very critical of it too. Yeah. Let let, let me ask you a, a question. I've wanted to ask you this for a while, um, kind of on that topic. How big of a problem do you believe white supremacy is in America? Damn, that's a question. Uh, and there's a distinction, right? There's a distinguishment between racism and white supremacy. Yeah. I think a lot of people conflate those two. You said there's a distinction? like yeah, yeah, I mean, there's general racism, and then there are white supremacists who believe that they are the, um, they're the you know, most powerful or you know, only relevant yeah. race. Yeah, okay, I see, yeah, I believe it's a thing, but I don't think it's as, like, big as we make it out to be, you know? I think, like, yeah. I mean, it's big enough to where, like, a, a million of those crazy folks, like, <laughs> ran up on the White House uh, and all that. Uh, it's that crazy, but at the same time, for me, like, I don't even, I, I've, I've kind of just, like, it's even with just, I, in my perception of, like, racism and, like, white supremacy, like, I've even kind of changed my whole verbiage of it, where it's just, like, it's just a bunch of stupid people. Like, these people <laughs> yeah, are just right? really just stupid. Yeah. Like, a lot of them aren't, like, it's just, like, yeah, they say racist stuff, but I think they're not really about that at the end of the day. I think they're just really stupid. No, and I agree. for me, I'm just, like, I'm not going to be, and, like, when you realize that, you realize it's just a bunch of stupid people saying stupid shit, like, it kind of like really brings you to reality of like how like hard they're not as harmful as we think they are and yeah, it's not as big as we think yeah. it is i think it's because like i think it's as big as it is because again like when you have uh again we have ego <laughs> this whole this this, co- this whole conversation is gonna be based on ego folks <laughs> no but uh, we have like a bunch of like this is one thing that i kind of like learned from the kind of like ram Dass and some of his like readings and stuff is that like we have all these like kind of like hippie ish people kind of like making all these noise making these people the enemy and all this is this, this any other 
um, it's going to amplify this side and make them get. It's angry. not even really hippie though. It's like a new age. It's like it's not the I like the seventies yeah. idea because like a lot of the, that is, I feel like a lot of the liberals that like had that same seventies mindset like they really reject a lot of the woke stuff. Like they were more like that's true. Like, what's the term? Uh, not conservative liberals, but like basically like middle ground liberals like just like re- your regular like oh hey you know i think people should be able to do what they want but then maybe you know like when it comes to like overreaching government and stuff like that they were like no i don't believe that like you yeah th- i think you find a lot of those like old that's school true. liberals like rejecting a lot of the woke that's stuff. true no to your point that, 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 that it's almost true. like a neoliberalism it's actually that's actually true because like now that you like it's well, to your point with that i feel like i rock with more of the sentiment that like hippies did carry you know like the like the like like hippies like who are around like the 60s and 70s like that because like they're really and they're really about stuff like yeah they're really about yeah. about that action like a lot of them they were really were lawyers, grassroots you know a yeah. lot of them that were like involved in in government and shit like that and like things like that and they were really about action i think now it's just like a bunch of people who don't want to be involved with shit they uh, just want to talk <laughs> and just leave it yeah. at talking you know they so, com- they want to find something to latch on to because they're they're discontent with their life mm-hmm. and they're like okay i'm gonna latch on to this yeah. ideology it, they're, they're they're religious if, if we're honest yeah. like that's that's literally i've been wanting to write an essay on this for for so long like i think it's gonna come sooner than later but like we with, with with what you see politically like it's 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 all just like what religion is like you literally have this side that's liberalism let's say this is the church of liberalism you have to have all these same ideas oh fuck what happened god damn it didn't i record Oh shit! That's not good. Oh wait. Okay, we're still rolling. Oh, still rolling? Yeah, it's not before. Okay. Oh, okay, cool. All so right, we're, we're good. good. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> on that note, Jesus Christ, the Church of Liberalism. <laughs> Fuck you, Jesus. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just like with liberalism, you have to have like all these same sentiments as your quote-unquote neighbor, and if you have one that's off or two that are off, let's say you don't agree with like. Um, if you, let's say you don't agree with like and again like this is just like idea me playing difficult advocate but let's say you don't agree with like um lgbtq being involved in school curriculum and all that and like it's not coming from a hateful place and stuff like that um if you have this one idea and you consider yourself like on the liberal side like you get exiled for that you get crucified well like you're yeah. a sinner, you know almost so like and, and again like it's it's not saying that this person's I'm, I'm not to judge this 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 fabricated person I made up, but it's just like in that space, the fact that they kick you out, judge you, and shame you—that's what yeah. religion does. The problem with liberalism is you can never be woke enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I like and, and on, on that point specifically, like the LGBTQ stuff. Like, you know, I think there's there's a line where people are, you know, most people are like, okay, like yeah, I think you know, children being taught in general that there are people who are homosexual and trans and all these things. Like I, I, I got face value. Yeah. It's good for people to be educated about that to be, mm-hmm. you know, to, to learn not to discriminate against those people. I think that's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. I think when you bring in like pornography into an elementary school, yeah. I think that's a problem. That's when, yeah, that's, that's when it's the issue for sure. But that's the, but, but that's the problem with wokeism is like, there's no distinction. Yeah. Like if you criticize that, then it's like, Oh, you are on this side. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, that's a that's a ridiculous yeah. idea. It's just like you. It's like we're not supposed to all be monolithic. Like, if we're humans with like our own like human narrative, like why do why do you expect all our narratives to be completely the same? Like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like this whole utopia idea, it, it just comes from Im- immaturity again, which like religion, like 
it comes from like a, a space of like immaturity, you know, of just like thinking that everybody needs to be on the same page as this, 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 any other. And, and to your point, yeah. with the LGBTQ thing, like that's that's a lot of people's arguments against that is like, oh, like, well, kids shouldn't be exposed to this this young because they don't understand it. Like that's not statistically right, you know. Like kids understand like the differentiation between shit at like. I think my friend who like does the statistics on that is like at like 11, 12 months and shit. So it's just like, Oh, oh months. Know? Yeah. Oh, months. wow. People don't think about this. I have a friend who like, uh, is a professor at Augustana who actually like did a study on it and stuff like that, you know? So like, it's one of those things where like, I'm like, eh, I push back on it. But at the same time, like I understand people's qualms. So again, I'm like, you can be nuanced in that, but that nuance can't exist in the church of liberalism, you know? And liberalism again, also, like like religion, it has an enemy to make itself look bigger and and uh, believe itself to have a uh, have a good fight to fight yeah. the good fight. Its enemy is uh, conservatives, like just like to Christians, it's sinners, you know, and like they base a lot of their belief system, a lot of their um, action on like shaming the other side or like putting people on the other side and shaming the other side to make themselves look bigger. And it's just like yeah, like that's kind of that's why I don't really like. And and not to say that side doesn't exist with conservatives too. You see that with conservatives all the time. Oh like, sure, sure. Oh, you being a snowflake. My, I had this one like super like white conservative dude like in his like late sixties, be mad at my book and stuff and stuff like that. Like some guy I didn't even. <laughs> I know. think you told me about. I think this is a different time. guy. That other oh, dude. D- yeah. <laughs> he got all these dude. white bitches <laughs> all pissed on your book. But he's like, oh, of course a snowflake would say that's like, bro. First of all, like I will beat you up. Like <laughs> I'm not one of these little liberals, dude. Like you will get beat up. Like since you're six year old. You want to be like, like a, you want to be a, like show your allegiance to your country, cool. But like, don't bring that my way. Like, I'm not one of these like snowflakes you who who over here will like will Facebook you. I will fight you. Like, I'm gonna tell you right now if I don't like your book, I'm gonna burn it. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's 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 okay. I, I, I don't mind it. Just take a slow video of it and stuff like that. No, I'm kidding. Did you hear what Trump said recently? He said he wanted to throw all drug dealers in jail. After he got him out on the two-step plan, it sounds like he's being a sore loser. <laughs> yeah, right. It sounds right? like you're being a sore loser. <laughs> oh my god! It's like okay, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna keep me president. Well, I'm taking this back. It's like, nah, homie, <laughs> can't switch sides because you a sore loser. That's funny. Yeah. I do, know you, that. do you think he? You think he's gonna win? Nah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Who do you think is he's gonna take it then? Do you think it's gonna be DeSantis, or you think you think the Democratic establishment is gonna keep hold? I don't know. I, I just know for sure that, like, I, just because of, like, the uh, the proverbial, like, burning forest that Trump left, even for people who voted for him, yeah. I don't think they'd be, I think there's, I don't think there's any way for him to kind of redeem himself. I think they would have to force it at yeah. this point. Because yeah. Yeah, even, like, now that's early, he's kind of going off and you're kind of like, oh, yeah. I really think, I think. If people were smart, they would vote for DeSantis. Yeah. I wouldn't vote for him, but like that would be the sensible Republican candidate. I think I'm a, I'm a libertarian, so I'm voting for probably Dave Smith. I think Dave Smith's going to be running on the Libertarian Party. Dave Smith. Yeah, so he's actually a comedian, believe it or not. But um, and he's he's running. Well, okay, so it hasn't officially been announced, but he's like a big. It's okay. So in the Libertarian Party, there are a series of caucuses, mm-hmm. and the Mises Caucus just took over, and he's like, he's basically like the leader of the Mises Caucus. This comedian guy, Mises Caucus, basically they uh, propone a lot of like anarcho-capitalism type of things. Basically, they want to alleviate government entirely, um, leave a free open market. Like, I don't necessarily agree with that, but I think that's a 
better so i would i i would say that's better than what we have yeah absolutely um so but anyway it's it's kind of just been this like crazy takeover um and like a lot of young people i I was fucking driving around i saw a guy with a libertarian sticker on his car i was like fuck yeah oh yeah like like, yeah i mean i think libertarianism is an idea that's really like forming and like i think um you know the younger generations our generations like a lot of people are really turning an eye because i think a lot of it too is like i think there was a time where you could legitimately make the argument like you know we need government this situation like they have certain technologies or things that are just superior to what we have i think that you know there was a point in time for a long time that was probably a valid argument Mm. now we have the internet we have individual technologies we have people that are you know creative you know taking on social media and creating their own platforms like like look at uh fucking alex jones yeah look at that motherfucking guy he's like he's bigger than cnn yeah you know what i mean like uh we're just we're in a time now where you know government is not only not needed but it's becoming more authoritarian it's becoming more controlling and i mean people are waking up to it all this yeah. COVID shit, you know, Biden declared monkeypox a national emergency, even though like ninety five percent of the people that are affected are gay men. Which I, I'm not like objecting to that, but that's not a national emergency. Yeah, you know, what that's I mean? crazy. Oh, it's, yeah, I wonder if it's just like a, a political thing. Oh, it's it's, just, it's, it's you know. a it is a political thing. Yeah, they like the legs that they have to stand on, or like they're losing them. Mm. They're losing their legs. Yeah, that's I didn't crazy. know. I didn't know he he called a national like. <laughs> Yeah, the national emergency. I watch way too many political stuff. That's <laughs> I don't watch enough, problem. so like I literally learn these things like right here. I'm like, oh shit, I'm glad. Well, should do. I can, I can always send you some stuff. Yeah, if you want to keep politically mind, you know, mindful and stuff. Um, well, not, not that you aren't, but yeah, <laughs> you know, just just learning. Uh, so you're talking. You you were you started working with a, a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah, organization you kind of transitioned uh well we kind of talked about in the last podcast how you kind of left your job and all that yeah, yeah all that stuff happened but like uh what's been kind of your what have you been doing with that lately yeah so um i've kind of just so like my nonprofit, like young lines roar um it's focused on like teaching poetry for performative and like a mental health purposes too since like i come from the world of like behavioral like mm. work with behavioral students and stuff like that for the last uh, seven, eight years and stuff like that. So I kind of just took those aspects and I made a nonprofit out of it. Um, so um, as of recently, uh, with school starting back and everything, I have um, a couple, I think four different schools I work at this semester um, and an after school program and a juvenile detention center that I'm like trying to get some stuff uh, cleared cleared with, you know, but that's been, it's been really dope, you know, going into the school year and, reali- and like realizing last year I was getting prepared for like teaching under an entity and like this year just like seven eight months later i'm teaching under my own thing you know so i don't have everything that i create is my stuff Mm -hmm. you know i work with a team too like i work with the team of educators and teachers Um, i'm gonna be working with a couple teachers here in des moines too you know but i've just been kind of like trying to uh figure things out slowly before i kind of like try to expand because like running a nonprofit, it's really been like a an eye-opening world where like the busyness has just kicked up like i have meetings all the time Mm. With different schools and like i have to have these meetings i can't like <laughs> do the thing where it's like oh well, why don't we reschedule this next week because like now it's like if you reschedule this like money's on the line yeah you're not getting paid you're not getting paid you know you got to keep expanding you know so like yeah having to be in charge like that's kind of like taking me out of my comfort zone because like being creative you know um being always in that creative brain you don't have to think about things like schedules time 
deadlines boom 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 so like it's kind of been balancing me out where like i've been all the more focused on just like how to keep stuff going you know and realizing like how big of a need there is for it, you know like i think like being in like with all the schools that that i've uh that i work with now you know um just in again mind you in the last seven months like i created this nonprofit and like now work with schools and stuff like that i'm getting paid to work with schools um and like talking to teachers talking to principals talking to kids like it's making me realize like how much of a need it was because like creativity doesn't really happen in schools anymore like they cut budgets mm-hmm. for art archie's the first thing to get budget cut you know um yeah um and and also with that too like mental health and like mindfulness and like all that sel obviously they've been talking about it in schools for less uh few years a little bit more than uh than less you know but i think it's still a thing that like is not really a thing that students are taught to kind of like uh taught like um different um things you can do when you have like these mental things going on like you it teaches them to like write and all that you don't really get that in school you know so like i think i've just realized like how much of a need it is you know how much of a need is fulfilling and i was just kind of just creating it because i was like I don't want to teach under people and I want to do what I love doing, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's been dope. It's been really dope, but just figuring out the game still, just the nonprofit world and all that. Yeah. That's fucking awesome though, man. Like I, I really wish like more people would take that initiative and like, I feel, you know, well, I think in Des Moines, especially well everywhere, but um, I think in Des Moines, we saw a 55%, like 55% of educators just quit what? within like a year. Yeah. They were Dang. just like, fuck this. Yeah, um, which like as a libertarian, I honestly kind of think that's a good thing. Like yeah. I, I think I think like independent, like what you're doing, like independent tutor based education. Like I believe that that is the way. Yeah, I think that's a w- way better, more well rounded education overall than like the public school system, which is awful, which is just sitting at a desk, mm-hmm. you know, not gaining any information, not learning. You know, they create an awful learning environment. Mm-hmm. Like. Uh, yeah, I just I'm, I'm it's a big exhausting. Leader. It's an exhausting ass system. It's exhausting yeah. as hell, you know, mentally, physically, emotionally, financially. Yeah, because yeah. just like yeah, well, that's to- another thing you're talking about. Like you, you're making more money. Oh yeah, doing this. Which yeah, is nuts. like even like even before like before I even had my degree in uh, education, um, I was teaching poetry already. And like I remember there was one specific gig I had. I'm um, out in Kansas, and for six hours. I mean, I drove out there. Um, I paid for uh the hotel and stuff like that mm-hmm. or my, my homie paid for it and i paid him back later um but i got paid for six hours of work that whole day i got paid 750 dollars. there's no teacher that i know in <laughs> anywhere that Ever. i know of in the u.s is getting paid 750 dollars in just six hours to do poetry dude that's fucking crazy man you know like and i'm just like yo like i don't even have a teaching degree i just know what the hell i'm talking about you know and i think that kind of speaks to like when you know what you're talking about and like have a good knowledge behind it you know you can make a job out of it yeah well i mean that and that goes back to independent education you know i believe a part of that is like having the knowledge to like you know see someone and be like oh hey you know your shit i think the problem with the education system is like when you get when you have this thing like a degree like the certification yeah and when you make it too easy to get that which if you look at college rates you're actually seeing um, grades go up as um, their av- availability and time for college goes down, which mm. shows that they're making they're artificially making college easier so that more people That's can great. graduate so they can keep making their money. So you're devaluing these degrees, 
So in a way, yeah. like independent education, it's you know it it makes the person who's like doing the hiring process like do a little extra work. Like I think there's a lot of laziness in businesses when they're like, oh hey, you need this certification. It's like no, why don't you as a business give this person a set of obstacles to go through for so you can determine you know mm-hmm. if they're a qualified exactly. candidate not not just like okay you have a piece of paper great mm-hmm. you could be awful for a company but because you have that piece of paper we're gonna give it to you baby and <laughs> and it's like i know i know a lot of great teachers but i, I know a lot of them that have the piece of paper are, are terrible teachers and it's just like yo how did you yeah. why are you, why, are you, why are you here like yeah <laughs> you know? i mean they fucking they a lot <laughs> This is gonna sound awful, but like Say, a lot of them probably got fucking shit faced. Their entire <laughs> got drunk. They 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 were grading papers with a bottle next to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's either they were that spectrum or they're just that super like snouty like yeah. kid from upper class. Like I'm not gonna do any of that. I'm gonna just study and be the best I can and become a freaking asshole as a teacher. Yeah, because like I I deserve to be here and you deserve to get out to detention you know it's just like it's yeah people that overly believe in the system like yeah those people annoy the fuck out of me yeah <laughs> no, seriously and it, it, it's crazy just because like i feel like a and, and a lot of reason why i didn't really fit with like my whole teaching style was because like a lot of my teaching style was more mentorship based than mm-hmm. like like teacher based i guess like when you think about like it's going to school to teach they just teach you to be a teacher i don't teach you how to like be a mentor or somebody that's like really about the kids and stuff like that which is why like again like having this program that i do like i just finished the summer program with uh six seven uh high schoolers um in poetry and stuff like that and like even though our program ended like three four weeks ago i'm still talking to them being like yo we have a show this week y'all want to perform at it cool you know because that's just more so like my for me it's just like it's it's, it it makes more sense and like that's where they learn best when they're actually doing things to your point you know independent education you know i feel like uh, i feel like it's i feel like people have like i think with uh covid considered and now i only say it's because like one of my friend's business who's built off of like independent education like him and his um and his uh partner they've been able to make a whole giant like internationally known uh non-profit that teaches independent learning in different countries and states and all that you know and they're not under any, anybody but themselves, you know? Yep. And, like, the fact that, like, they're in, the fact that they're international already after just, like, two, three years of doing it, it's just, like, I think it kind of speaks to, like, how people are now um, really valuing the idea of uh, independent education more than than back then, you know? And I feel like that's, that's the best way education is done, you know, just from an independent way of just learning yeah by doing and teaching others to learn by having them do you know and not basing it off of just like shit you can put on a test yeah well and that goes back to my previous point you know like you know there was probably a time where you know that kind of education was necessary because people didn't have that information that's Mm -hmm. not the case anymore things like people need to realize that things have changed the internet has changed things drastically Mm -hmm. crazy like even thinking like 10 years ago like not that you yeah. know like That's what true. 20 like 2012 do you remember 2012 bro yeah. nothing like this there <laughs> no. was no trump there was no like crazy there was no tiktok no. nothing it was crazy man i was still fucking playing runescape and like in like in RuneScape message boards and shit you know what i mean uh-huh playing Crap slender like man and and runescape and stuff yeah yeah <laughs> we would play Rune, like we were in, you know i was in high school but like we would like runescape was one of the few things that like you could get 
bypass the servers on so oh on yeah the, yeah because you'd have like the study hall or whatever where nobody studied like, yeah that's another example of like you know school bullshit that's just like stupid yeah um this is like, like hangout time yeah but we would like because we would all be like on separate tables and we would all just like look across each other the room like while we we're like playing and like be chatting and shit yeah I did do that a couple times when uh when I was in junior high, like when when it was like runes runescape that runescape yeah. era. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. It was it is different how that was just like that was ten years ago. That's crazy. But yeah. Again, like that's yeah. Well, fuck, man. We don't have a ton of time because uh, I, I'm about to go leave for the Quad Cities, and you're going to yeah. follow me in a few days, and we're going to do another shoot. Um, before we go, uh, I, I really want to talk to you about uh, Kendrick Lamar's latest job, yeah. Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers, because we haven't officially done the podcast in, like, the 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 whole build up and anticipation for the album listen to him like i gotta talk to this motherfucker about because like yeah of everyone i know you are the one motherfucker who like you know i feel like you and i vibe very similarly in kendrick lamar like we both really appreciate what he has to say um that might have to be that's gonna be yeah that's a that's that was a good project so that's fuck yeah fuck yeah i have to make that patreon so i'll just i'll just say this first and i've told you this before i don't think mr morale and the big steppers is kendrick lamar's best album however I do think it, it's his most important. Yeah. By far. I think he dropped it at the perfect time, like politically and socially. Like, I think, yeah. I, I always kind of criticized, like, when we were going through 2020 that, like, he didn't put something out. I was like, God, like, we really need it. But it's almost, it's almost more prevalent now. Yeah. Now that we've had a little time to kind of process it and we're kind of in, like, a, you know, in a more, well, not really calmer, but in some of the senses, at least with the COVID stuff, a little more calmer. Like, we can actually, like, think back. Like, when, N95, like, take it yeah. off. Like, the yeah. whole song is like, take it off, take it off, take it off. And yeah. he was like, like he, he, how he intertwines, like, the mask, like, the COVID mask with, like, the mask that people are people putting were, on. Yeah. No, that oh, was God. Slick. That was so genius, that was man. That was a track that, like, that, that track grew on me. Like, I, I got the uh, the context of it, like, the first time I heard it. But, like, as a song, I was like, it, it started, it grew on me, like, yeah. more than when I heard it. But, I just remember seeing that track was like N95. It's like, oh, wait. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah he is going there. Yeah, he is yeah. fucking going there. Yes. Kenny. Yeah. Fuck yeah. yeah. No, he went there. That was that was a dope track. The one the one that I personally liked the most was like Worldwide Steppers, honestly. Mm. It was just so, because like it, it was so spoken wordish. Yeah. Well, and I like remember a, you kind of, like you really related to that track a lot you're yeah. talking about you know how ancestors are look like are, yeah. what's what's the line first he says fuck the white bitch. <laughs> yeah first time i fucked a white bitch and then what it's a it's a, uh oh yeah ancestors retaliation or something yeah. like that yeah he's yeah he said uh yeah because he said whitney thought said that if did i have a problem i said i might be racist ancestors yeah. watched me fuck was like retaliation i was like <laughs> oh, oh i get it kendrick i've been there I've been there. I'm like, oh, I'm a killer. She's a killer. We used to kill this bitch. Like, it was just a, it was just like such a philosophical song too. Just like, yo, yeah. like none of y'all have the right to point at anybody because y'all some killers too. Like, you know, it's just, I was like, that was, that I love those checks that just like, you know, it, yeah. it actually influenced a lot of like, with what I want to do with my next book of war project, honestly. Like I listen to that, I listen to that joint. Yeah. Over and over. Well, cause like that, that subject in particular, that stings everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like every like even as like a white man, I was listening to like ooh. <laughs> Seriously, like it's just like, and he's so good at that. Like he really is really good at like shitting on not not even really shitting, just like criticizing every aspect of everything, mm-hmm. like criticizing culture. Yeah, I think that was the whole point of his uh that heart part five that he dropped before that. You know, mm. um, I thought that was a dope song because like. 
he would talk about how he did it for the culture, but also criticizing culture too. Like specifically, he's talking about black culture. Like, yeah, we do some fucked up shit and call it culture. Like, yeah, we go around fucking yeah. people's baby mamas and say, oh, that's his culture. Like, no, that's actually pretty toxic. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I was like, I appreciate that because like that that needs to get called out too. You know? Yeah, I th- I think anyone who points any kind of group or like anything they should be more critical of their group than other people Mm. like as a libertarian for example like i am very critical of libertarians like Mm. when they say something like you know for the libertarians who are like very pro-life or like who like really advocate churches like i'm gonna be critical of that you know, I'm. That's gonna be my main focus before I go yell at some lefty. Like, yeah, who gives a fuck? They're on their own planet. I'm worried about the people who are in my circle. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Yeah, and sometimes it's even hard to talk to that circle because again, like that religious thing, like is there? You know, so I bet there are a whole bunch of people who are mad. I bet there are a bunch of people who are mad at a song, uh, Auntie's Diaries. Oh yeah, well that was um that was that was a controversial. Well, that was geniusly. Really. That was geniusly written. Yeah performed everything was like dope about it you know but again like that's another uh, criticism of like black culture it's like yo we say faggot all the time but we get mad when this person says the n-word and stuff like that like should we actually uh, interrogate that i bet there's a lot of black folks who's like oh kendrick is canceled in our black club because we don't say that's just like you know, it's hard for people to like kind of take those criticisms and be like, you know, yeah, he's right. Like, yeah, you know, that was kind of a funny thing with the release too. Is like you you saw a lot of the articles and like they all focused on that song, yeah, because it was like really the only track that they could be like, oh, that's a positive message for our, you know, for what we propone it, you know, like because mm-hmm. because it is. I mean, it is a pro like trans yeah. track, which is good. I but, like it. I think it's just funny they they had to go through like. You know, they got to track 16 before. They- <laughs> yeah, yep. No, seriously. They went through the whole album. They're like, nope, 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 nope. Okay, we'll do this one. <laughs> this is the so one we'll write an article about. <laughs> that's progressive, man. They just says whatever, whatever speaks their language. Uh, it's like, oh, we mess with, you know. But that was, but yeah, that was a dope song, you know. I think that was just cool for it. Like, just hearing, like, it, it, I think what I appreciate about Kendrick is just, like, how different he is. He's just a different person with, like, his thoughts and all that. Like, yeah. being this person, like, who was very pro-black, he was expecting to be, like, the very pro-black religious people who are like, nope, we don't like trans, no, we don't like gays, no, we don't like interracial relationships, we don't like any of that. And Kendra's like, yo, but I think that's okay. You know? <laughs> it's yeah. just like, it's, it's and it shows that he has, he's a free thinker, you know? Mm-hmm. That he's, he doesn't really abide by what the collective is thinking. He's like, oh, my, my perspective is going to be different. You know, yeah. that's okay. But is it okay for you, you know? <laughs> I like, I appreciate that about him, you know? Because I think, like, that's 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 the kind of creatives I, I look. I think that's just kind of like, kind of the, when I say creatives, I I talk about creatives in the broadest sense, not just like music mm-hmm. or like things that are musically aesthetic. I even think like James Baldwin is a creative to me, you know. But like those are creatives I kind of I'm a kind of attracted to and who kind of influence me. Like ones who like aren't just like aesthetically dope, but those who like know how to think for themselves and they are not afraid of like having like uh, ideas that are yeah. different from the collective conscious as. Kendrick Lamar talked about uh, inc- uh, what track was that? Savior, you know. Mm. Yeah. Well, overall, like a fucking dope ass album. Actually, you know, people throw on woke, but that album was actually woke. Yeah. No, you know it, it mean? really it woke you up. Like the tr- the true de- like when w- the term woke like first came out, like that true like really like being awakened mm-hmm. 
to the thing like that album really is that for sure no seriously because it, it it checked me out some stuff in my personal life. i was like sheesh like i wasn't ready yeah, for this kind of do father time that yes. song makes me tear up oh my goodness bro i'm like i'm like going through it i'm like fuck yeah, yeah. My, i mean you know i love my dad but he was a fucking asshole yeah you know i got smacked around plenty mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah that shit really fucks you up yeah no, seriously, I can only imagine like how much like that kind of resonated. You know, I think yeah. it resonated with me a ton. Like, and mind you, like it's my relationship with my dad wasn't like that, but like we never, me and my dad have never really like talked deeply. Yeah, you, know, you never got hit like, as a kid, huh? You never got hit as a kid. Oh, I got, oh, I got spanked, but it's just like it's. We never really, like smacked around or anything like that. No, no, no. It was oh. like it's, if, if 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 I got hit by my dad, it was like, yep, we gotta give you a spanking just a. Uh, just stand in the corner real quick and i'll give you three ones and you're good damn damn <laughs> it wasn't anything like crazy oh, you know? i got i got way worse not i mean i wasn't like abused or anything but i remember like when i was 16 i got like a wrestling match with my dad oh yeah he got fucking pissed and he just attacked me we were just like wrestling on the floor oh shit yeah man it got pretty physical but yeah anyways this has been a great podcast that was a beautiful way but anyways, I mean, it, yeah, it was a great track. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, the other one, the one where he's talking about uh, like the affairs and stuff, like toward the very end, I don't remember what it's called. Uh, Mirror? No, no, not Mirror. It's the one before Mother that. Mother I Sober? Ah, Mother I Sober, yes. Yeah. That one really resonated with me too, for sure. Like <laughs> the one. lust aspect and all that. Like, Yeah, I've listened to that once and I haven't came back to a sense of like, holy shit, like... I got to sit with all these things that he's like, wow, like, yeah, he really. I, again, like, and that vulnerability is like been super dope to see because I like, got even influencing a lot of my spoken words up. Like, the I think he was, I, I kind of share sentiment as you was like, I don't think it was it was his best album, but like the vulnerability he shared on that album, how raw he got is just like holy fucking shit. Probably the most in his career. Yeah, I'd say. And it's just like, man, it was appreciated, you know. For I real, really appreciated real. that. Fuck yeah! Well, I hope I hope I can you know see him on tour sometime. He's he's dope shit. Oh yeah, no, I, it's 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 still on my. I still have to at some point. Fuck yeah! All right, Aubrey, we gotta wrap this up. Yeah, most definitely. By far the shortest podcast we've ever done. Hey. I wish we could. I wish we had three more hours to talk, but unfortunately right? we don't. Um, <laughs> Next what, one's gonna be on Patreon, folks. Exactly. Uh, what do you want to plug before we wrap up here? Um, we'll plug my website because I have a website now and stuff like that. www.poeticobs.com. So. Check it out. You can actually buy books and merch. Yeah, in there. here. Once, one second. I'm gonna grab it real quick. Yeah, show, yeah. Show the camera. Oh. Yep. It is good. It is written. Yep. And you can buy I it. Ha- I haven't read it yet, but I already know it's it's an amazing book. Well, it's gonna have a whole bunch of li- liberal progressive stuff in there, so you're probably not gonna like it. Well, I'm gonna bring <laughs> it. Back. I'm going to Hill. I'm going to Nazism. This, this, guys, this book is gonna convert you to Nazism. Don't it's, buy it. No. <laughs> That has a review. <laughs> Someone's gonna have this review. But yeah, you can buy that book off my website. It's a uh, sold about over 220 copies, like all around the nice. uh, nationally. So it's been cool. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah and it's come and that's come with its own contro- controversies, which we talked about, oh, which is always yeah. a good thing, in my opinion. When you read it, we definitely, I definitely, we're definitely gonna talk about it. Too, Fuck yeah, sure. we will, we'll have to. Um, all right, man. Fuck, this yeah. has been great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, man. Everybody, sure. go check out the Patreon. Go, we'll be. We're here every Wednesday and Saturday. At least most Wednesdays and Saturdays. This July, we were talking about this earlier. This July, it's been really hard for me to fucking do two episodes a week. But we're trying. I think when it gets winter, I'll be a little more motivated because I'll be yeah. trapped inside. I'll probably have four episodes a week at that point, just me rambling. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's it's that's when things slow down. That's how it always is, you know. So I definitely get it. Fuck yeah, 
Aubrey, oh, Obs, it's always a pleasure. Um, yeah. I'm really excited to work with you this weekend. And guys, check out, you know, watch for our music videos. Check out our shit. We're doing it. We're grinding. Yeah. All right. Definitely. Peace, motherfuckers. Yeah. Have a good one. Peace.